So we're talking about, this is the third in the series called, Let This Mind Be In You. Well, whose mind are we talking about? We're talking about the Lord's mind. The Lord has to be, His mind has to be our mind. Can you say that for a fact that that's the way it is right now? Uh, it might be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> are you always thinking good thoughts about people? Or always thinking about how you can encourage them and lift them up and bless them? And Not always, no. I, there's one honest man in the crowd here. <laughs> but the mind of Christ is that he predetermined when he came from heaven to earth, I'm going to do the Father's will. I'm not going to do my own will, but I'm, that way I don't have to pick and choose what I'm going to do. I'm going to do exactly what the Father tells me to do. And that's the way we have to do. We, don't, we can't be saying like, well, I don't know if I want to love somebody. I don't know if I want to forgive somebody. I, I don't know if I want to give to somebody. Right? It's just an automatic response that you're going to forgive. You're going to love people. Amen? The Bible says don't let love be without dissimulation or without dividing it up. In other words, I can't love you more than her. I can't not love her and then, you know, really love him. No, it's just you just love all that's on the inside of you, you just love. And I've heard one minister say, you know, if no one else loves in this world, you have to love. You're going to be accountable for yourself. You can't say, well, you know, my wife, uh, my boss, uh, my neighbor. Uh, no, you can't say that. You ha he's going to be looking at you. What did you do? And so we have to have that personal responsibility and be accountable to saying, I'm going to love, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to do your will, Lord. In fact, the way I was able to get a healing anointing was I was able to finally say to the Lord, Lord, I will not refuse anyone that asks me to pray. No matter where they are, I'll go and travel and drive. And he said, okay, I'll take you up on that. And that's when the anointing came is when I agreed to follow his will and his way. And so same too with you. When you release yourself to allow God to use you, then he'll use you in greater way and he'll pour out his power through you. Amen. Because now he has a willing vessel. Now he has someone that is willing to step out in faith and believe him. I heard this one minister, he said he prayed for 2,000 people to get healed, and no one got healed. And finally, on the 2,001 person, they got healed. He didn't give up. He kept believing. And we have to keep believing. So the second week, we talked about that the Holy Spirit has a mind. Did you know that? He's directing you to follow the will and plan of God for your life. And you might ask, well, why does it take so long? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like we do things for forever. It takes a couple of years to do this, have this happen, five years for that to happen, 10 years for this to happen. I was in children's church for two years. Two years. <laughs> I was happy to do it, but you know, my wife was saying, is this it for you? <laughs> Is this your calling? <laughs> You're 32 years old. Are you going to be? <laughs> and uh, finally, I got called up into pastoral care. I did that for five years. And then my wife said, <laughs> is that it for you? <laughs> In my own mind, I wanted to be a senior pastor. So I had to wait 10 years. Well, we went to the, the uh, community center in West Covina for 10 over 10 years, waiting for a church building. Lord, how long must I wait? How long, Lord? Well, how many of you have been waiting and believing God for things? I know Richard and Sally, they uh, had to take a position that they weren't really fond of and waited two years before the Lord finally delivered them and gave them a place where they needed to go. So, so we have to take courage of the people in the Bible. The Apostle Paul waited 14 years before he started out on his first missionary journey. 
Why? The Lord had to prune him and prepare him and condition him to be able to follow the voice of the Lord, to be able to teach in the way that he wanted him to teach. He had to learn him some things. Amen? You need some things to be learned and some attitudes to be shed off. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll do it myself. So the mind, let this mind, let's see the scripture. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Because you know what? Your mind will trip you up. Did you know that? It'll fool you. Just put yourself alone in a room for a little bit, and your mind will go. (laughs) I know I'm retired now, and I have to be careful. Can't leave me alone too long. (laughs) Come up with some crazy ideas, okay? Praise the Lord. Let's look at this next scripture. It says, oh, uh, Let's go back one. Okay, let this mind be in you. Uh, I, I, was, I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, surfing on the internet, but, but good surfing, you know what I mean? Right. I, stay, I stay in the boundaries, you know. <laughs> don't go this way too far, don't go that way too far. But uh, this woman said that uh, she died and she went to be with the Lord and the Lord was showing her her life story. And so she saw her life story and all the good accomplishments that she did. She graduated high school. She got awards. She had a singing career. All these things that she had, had done. And then it showed where she died. Then he rewound it and showed her all the things that she did that were good and loving and kind to others and how she reached out and helped one another. Things that she never even thought that she couldn't even remember. Maybe just helping a lady across the street like this like this shows right here, this next slide. Helping a lady walk. God takes note of that, and he's pleased with that. Doesn't it say, this next scripture, doesn't it say that if you give just a cup of cold water to a child, you've done it unto me, and you'll receive a reward. God is looking at everything. Of course, now we have drinking faucets, but uh, I mean, can't you just see this guy's thirsty? I mean, he's ready to drink some water. And who would refuse a child like that? But yet, we can keep our our antennas out, open, to uh, be able to be used of God. Here's another uh, story, or another picture. When you go to the hospital, Jesus said, when you go and visit, it's like visiting me. And they said, the disciples said, well, when did we see you in a hospital? He says, when you've gone and done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So I always say when I have to go to the hospital, I say, I'm going to go visit Jesus. <laughs> and, and he's counting it up. I'm not counting, but I'm, I'm churning it, baby. I'm looking for some eternal rewards. Because when I first got saved uh, at 30, I said, Lord, don't come yet. Don't come. I don't have any eternal rewards. I haven't done anything for you. Can you wait a minute? Give me some time. And I started ch- you know, chalking it up because you know, I wanted to have something when I got to heaven that I did for him. I just want to get in and go like, okay, I made it, and just bear, you know. No house, no nothing, just, well, come on in, we'll work something out with you. No. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's me praying in the hospital. Is that you praying in the hospital? Now, I don't play the guitar, so that's not me. But I met my new, I have a new friend now. Uh, I don't know if guys can know who that is. That's Greg Laurie. Yeah. And uh, so we went to a, con- a little pre-meeting for his uh, uh, Harvest Crusade, and because uh, we, we, we were actively involved last year. And so I'm in the back, and I'm saying, like, Lord, it'd be nice if I could just take a picture with 
Sir Greg. <laughs> sure enough, he walks down the aisle, and I chat with him, and I go, do you mind if I take a picture with you? He goes, no, sure, that'd be fine. I go, just pretend like we're friends, okay? <laughs> and he's a character, even off, you know, not from the pulpit. Is <laughs> He goes, I go, L I handed the camera to somebody that was standing there. He goes, oh, no, he, he can't do that. He's not qualified to do that, you know? He's his cameraman. <laughs> he's just kidding, you know? And so, but, but he said that the reason why he still does the crusades is because of the people that he reaches for Christ. He doesn't do it for himself. He's, only, he's two years younger than me. He's 64 years old. He could pack it up and say, you know what? I'm retiring. But he just keeps going and goes through all this uh, ordeal for those people, the individuals that God is crying out to. So we have to keep going and keep continuing to visit and do the things that we're supposed to do for the Lord. And don't let your mind play tricks on you. Your mind will tell you to give up. You don't need to keep going. You know, God's not listening to you. All these things. We had this one story. My wife went to a beauty salon place that she's been visiting for, uh, what, about 10 years, I think, huh? And uh, so she's in there for a long time, and I'm waiting in the car, and I'm going like, anytime now. And so she comes up, come here, I need you to pray with this guy, because I guess she was talking to him, and he was, he used to be very chipper, he was a Christian, and he was happy with his church, but he was down, and he was telling his wife, you know, I think I need your husband to pray with me. So I came in, and he goes, yeah, I, everything is going awry with my life, my business is going downhill, my spiritual life is gone, and I don't know what to do. And he said, I'd like to talk to you, but maybe I can call you later. He says, I can't talk to my pastor about it, and I can't talk to my wife about it. So you know what I thought. <laughs> it's a girly thing. But... <laughs> well, his mind was playing tricks on him, because what happened was, when I finally, two weeks later, I came to visit him, he said he had an affair 10 years ago. He divorced his wife, remarried, and still can't get out of that pigeonhole. He used to be so devout. I'll tell you how devout he was. They used to have prayer meetings, and he would go every week, and he would go a half hour early before the prayer meeting so he could pray and get ready for the prayer meeting. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, taking it to the limit, right? So... Uh, so I, I prayed with him. I said, the Lord needs to give you the joy of your salvation. Return unto you the joy like, like David did. And everything that, anything that you have done is past. The Bible says that it's thrown into a sea of forgetfulness. But his mind was thinking, like Joanne was testifying uh, a couple of weeks ago, the devil has you trapped to think that, that God doesn't love you. That's our own thinking that, that the devil tries to get onto us and, and, and tell us lies. And, and when God wants to, you know, forget about it. And I said, if you hang on to it and, and uh, God's forgot about it, then you're, you're not doing what God wants you to do. You're, you're, you're being greater than God because God has forgotten it. Why are you hanging on to it? And so finally I got him into a little more joy of the Lord and prayed with him. And so, uh, you know, I was used to God because I wanted to reach out. I could have just said, you know what? You know, I'm busy. I don't have time for that, but I didn't. I got up, I went and prayed with him and, and spent an hour with him because what? I am doing it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Amen? So it says here in Mark 12, 30, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Next scripture. 
with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, this is the first commandment. So how do you love God with all of your mind? I mean, okay, you know, your flesh, you come to church, and your spirit, you rejoice in Him, but your mind has to have a position where you just love Him. It's your emotion. It's your, it's your desire. And see, when you get born again, your spirit is renewed, right? You have a new spirit with the Lord. Your, your flesh has to be crucified. Did you know that? Your flesh will want to do all kinds of crazy stuff. And your mind has to be renewed. It has to be refocused, reprogrammed to start thinking good thoughts about people. Start thinking about how can I spend time with you, Lord. I heard this one lady says, I have a fellowship time with the Lord, and then I have a, a prayer room, war room time with the Lord. The, the times that I fellowship with him, I just spend time with him, just enjoy him, re rejoice in him. And then when I need to petition, I go to another place and petition the things that I need to have done. I mean, no one wants to be in fellowship with somebody that's always asking you stuff. <laughs> can you do this for me? Can you do this? Can you go down to the store and give me this? Can you, I, can I, I need that. I need that. Well, what about the fellowship? <laughs> what about the friendship? So we have to develop a mind that's set on the Lord. And I was talking about, you know, Lazarus and um, Mary and Martha. They used to have Jesus over for fellowship, just, uh, you know, friendship. And can you imagine fellowshipping with Jesus? I mean, how, how do you fellowship with Jesus? I mean, you, you can't just talk the same way you used to talk, can you? You can't talk about, you know, Sister So-and-so, Sister Bucketmouth, and <laughs> Brother Bragg. You can't talk about them, you know? <laughs> Have you seen, do you know what he did, you know? Do you see what she, you can't talk that way in front of Jesus. You can't watch some of the things that you watch with Jesus there. Jesus would go, mm 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 mm, -mm. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you feel a little bit uneasy with Jesus in the house? I mean, you, you, you know, you can keep the holiness up for so long, then finally your hair is going to come down. <laughs> you're going to start saying something. You might get angry at your husband or something, and, you know, you're going to say some things. So think about Jesus being with you all the time. I like this illustration that the Holy Spirit is like a dove, Right? And so if you have the dove on your shoulder, how do you walk? You walk real gentle because you don't want him to fly away. But with the Holy Spirit on you, you don't want to say things that would grieve him or cause him to, to leave. So we have to be mindful of that. And so the next scripture, Romans 12, 2. Oh, Romans 7, 25 says, So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. So he says, my mind is serving the law of God. I got to bring it into subjection. I got to bring it, you know, I used to think, oh, my mind, I can't control my mind. Yes, you can. If you're thinking things that you're not supposed to, you can tell yourself, don't think those things, <laughs> right? Bring it in. <clears throat> Take control. So the next scripture is Romans 12, 2. It says, and now, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So your mind has to change. You know, uh, when I got married, my mind had to change. <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, are you married or single? I said both. <laughs> 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 I 
I'm married to Mary Ann, but I have a single life where I, you know, do my thing and pray and play basketball and all that other stuff. And uh, they have to come together, right? And so uh, when we were, uh, when I was being raised or reared, as you're supposed to say, um, birthdays were not that big a deal. You know, we didn't celebrate them that much. I mean, when I was a kid, yes, but as I got older, we didn't make a big deal about birthdays. You know, it's just, okay, it's your birthday, you know, what do you want to do? Go out to eat or whatever. But now my wife, it's a little different story. When she has a birthday, it's a big celebration, okay? We want to make a big deal about it. Not just one day, but maybe three days. Let's just make a, a really big deal about it. And so uh, this had to be a little bit of a mind change when I got married because I was just like, oh, it's your birthday? Oh, I got to get somewhere? Because I thought, hey, I've been good to you for 364 days. Why overdo it on the, on the 365th day? I mean, most, most men can understand that. <laughs> no? So my first birthday present for her, as I went to a, a place like Rite Aid and I got this little poodle soap, soap dispenser, poodle, cute little poodle. And I brought it to, and, and you know what? She didn't even receive it. She said, what is that? I go, this is a little poodle dispenser. And I said, it's the thought that counts. She said, you really didn't think that hard on that one, did you? Neiman Marcus, I've learned. Well, we, we, we've changed now because now I don't, we don't leave it up to guessing or, any, or chance. She tells me what store. Here's the, here's the catalog. It's on page 45, and this is the item number, okay? Here you go. Go and do. <laughs> and then if I have a problem, I can cell phone her and say, hey, you know what? What color did you want? <laughs> so anyway, we, we, we've got it down because her, her previous boyfriend was like extravagant. He, he got the message, and so he would have a three-day celebration and just make a big deal about her, and so she would remind me of that. Tell me about it. So I, in deductive reasoning, she might call it sarcastic reasoning, I said, well, where is he now? <laughs> I'm here. He's not. And so we were looking at each other the other day we, as we went on a walk. We've been married for 34 years. Lo lo longer, uh, half as long as I've been here on earth. That's amazing, isn't it? Half my life I've been married to this woman. And my life, my mind has changed. I watch romantic comedies. What's up with that? Hallmark is my favorite channel. <laughs> Murder, she wrote, let's go. <laughs> but we do, we do, we have basketball as well, and football and baseball is, is in there. But, you know, it, it's an NT time. There you go. <laughs> With the hat. Okay. So, in first, first Peter 5 through 8, Next verse says, be sober, be, village, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, say the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. He can't devour you unless you let him. 
He's saying, may I devour you? No, you may not. <laughs> There's a story about this woman who wanted to have a big singing career. She was in the Philippines, and her husband was a pastor. And so she got this bright idea that she wanted to break into Hollywood music scene and be a big celebrity. Well, that cost $24 million that they took from the building fund. And, uh, you know, the times take, no, she never got anywhere. And they had to use $26 million to cover it up, which is a total of $50 million. And you know where those boys are right now, don't you? They're in jail, <laughs> singing a different tune. <laughs> Amen. So, but what? A thought came into her mind. I can be a superstar. I could be famous. And I've heard it described, it's like a little black dot that gets into your heart. And it's the devil, and it's a, a bad seed that starts to grow. And, and all of a sudden, it becomes craziness. And, and we haven't got to that scripture yet, but the Bible says that it starts as a thought, it becomes an imagination, and then all of a sudden, it's a stronghold. I mean, where along the lines of that $24 million does she, does she not get the idea, maybe this is not going to work? Maybe I'm taking the wrong, you know, approach to this? But you ever had a stronghold? You had a thought about somebody, and you just can't get rid of it? It started with a, just a little thought. That's why you have to take every thought into captivity. Take hold of it. I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking bad about that person. I'm believing the best of them. Because then you start imagining, hmm, you know, they did kind of, I remember how they were treating me. It just was kind of cold. That's kind of bad. I remind, that reminds me of somebody else. That, and all of a sudden, now you've got a stronghold. Now you don't want to talk to that person anymore. You don't want to do anything good for him. And the Bible says, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Praise the Lord. All right, let me show you how the, how, uh, how the devil works. Anybody remember these two people here? Ever seen these people before? Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve. So let's read the story about Adam and Eve. And uh, if you could start us, Loopy. Genesis 3, 1. Go ahead. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Okay, so... A couple of questions here. Does the serpent talk, or what, where did that come from? I, I heard a, a, a commentary, a guy says, I can't believe the Bible. I can't believe Genesis. Snakes don't talk. Do they? I think God can make anything talk, right? He made a donkey talk. Right? Now, let me ask you, do you think this is the first time the serpent ever started talking to Eve? No. I think, you know, just like Delilah, she just started wearing, he's wear her out, you know? Now, you know, you can do better than this, you know. You got that sorry husband, and you know what? You, you can do better, and I, I, you know. So he started talking to her. The servant was more cunning than any beast of the field. And he said to the woman, now, is this a true or false statement? Hasn't God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? True or false? Yeah, true. He said, yeah. You got a true there? You think that's true? Read that again. What does it say? Has God indeed no. said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? That's false, right? Because it's, you can eat of every tree, but not out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you see, this is written, and we still missed it. 
Can you imagine how the devil, when he starts, starts, starts talking to you, you know that slick dude that starts saying, you know, I just really love you, and, and, and God put this love in me for you, and we need to just come together, and, you know, let's be friends, and before you know it, you got a bad situation here. So, so the answer is false. Okay, let's look at the next uh, trick. Genesis 3, 2, through 3. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. True or false? Lux, what do you think? Huh? It's tricky, huh? Because the Bible says the serpent was more cunning trick. You think you can out-trick the devil? No. Because the devil will tell you things about yourself that, you, that will make you want to feel like you're better than everybody. Why do these pastors sleep with girls? Why do they take the money? Why do they do all these crazy things? Because the devil makes them feel like they're greater and bigger than God. And that's what the serpent is doing. So the, so the question is, shall, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. True or false? False. You can, you can touch it, just don't eat it. And, and so, see, once you get in a conversation with the devil, you lose. You lose. Yeah, you heard people say, well, the devil told me that I'm not good enough to do this or that. And you say, well, it, was that the devil? Yes. Well, then don't listen to him. <laughs> You know, don't be like Moses. You know, Moses had five excuses. Did you know that? Why he couldn't uh, uh, serve God. Did you know that? He said, first of all, he says, I'm not good enough. Who am I that I should go before Pharaoh? Then he said, I don't have all the answers. Who shall I say sent me? Then he said, they won't believe me. They won't believe me that the Lord has appeared to me. He said, oh, but also, I'm a terrible speaker. I don't, I don't talk too good. And then he said, I'm not qualified. Send someone else. And guess what the Lord did? The Bible said he got angry. The, the anger of the Lord stirred amongst him. And he said, okay, get your brother, Aaron, and have him talk for you. Moses, you're wearing me out. <laughs> but we do the same thing, don't we? I can't do it. I don't think I'm qualified. I don't talk too good. Who am I? They won't believe me. But I'm, I'm happy to tell you, and I'm encouraged, that we're having people that are stepping out and doing things that they didn't think they could do. When Charlie and Jeannie weren't here, we had Gina and uh, Marietta come and do the, the hostess scene. And Marietta said, well, I've never done that before. Oh, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> then we went to Farmer's Market. We had uh, um, Aurelia and... Um, uh, your name is <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> it's, okay. it's under the anointing. I, I, he has the mind of Christ. I do. Thank you. They went out and they were witnessing at farmer's market to perfectly, you know, strangers, perfect strangers, and did so wonderfully. So you can do what God has called you to do. Amen? Uh, uh, Felipe and Misty are going to do the children's church next week. So excited. Amen? God is branching us out to do the things that we can't do. You're qualified to do it. So um, the next scripture is going to be Lux. So 
Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. True or false? It's Michael? True or false? False. Well, it's part true and part false, right? You will know good from evil, but you will die as well. He said, you won't die. Oh, yeah, you will. And people have been dying ever since, haven't they? So God knows that in the day you shall eat of it, your eyes will be open. That's true. And you'll be like God, knowing good. That's true. But you will die. And we've been dying ever since. So the devil is a tricky devil. Amen? Okay, so the last scripture is Joanne. Genesis 3, 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. All right, and what happened? Bam. They were naked. They knew good from evil, and they began to die. Now, um, you see how... He used the three temptations, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And that's the same three that he uses today to get us, to bring us down. And so <laughs> what was, what was uh, Satan's, um, what was Satan's uh, punishment? The devil. The snake had to, be, had to grovel around like, a, like no legs anymore, right? Now you say, is that, the way, did they have legs before? Yeah, I believe they did, right? And what was Eve's uh, punishment? Pain and childbirth. And one other thing, and I'm, I'm, this is a mixed crowd, I don't know, I'm a little nervous to say what the, what, the, what the punishment was. She had to be submitted to her husband. Amen? Can I get an, can I get an amen from the ladies? <laughs> <laughs> no, just smiles and chuckles, okay. And really what that means is that she wasn't trying, she shouldn't try to propel her husband past where God wanted her to be. And a lot of times women try to do that, try to push their husbands. They're supposed to back them and, and minister to them and support them. But you have to go in the timing of the Lord, right? And so that's what God was saying. Support and love your husband. Don't try to take things on your own way. Because you notice when, when Eve ate of the fruit, nothing happened. Right? Only when Adam ate did all of a sudden they realize that they were in sin. Why is that? Because Adam was the head of the covenant. And so when he ate, then mankind fell. So now Jesus is the head of the covenant in these days, in the new covenant, thank God, so that when we sin, guess what? Nothing happens to the covenant. We're still protected because Jesus is the one that we base our righteousness on. Come on, talk to me. That's good news, isn't it? God's not depending. You can't be just good enough to get into heaven. God's not saying, you know what? If you do good, then you can get in. No, my son has already done good. So that all you have to do is follow in him, and then you'll have the righteousness that was on him on you. Hallelujah. We're not naked before him anymore. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord.
So last scripture. Okay, let's, yeah, last scripture. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pull them down, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, you notice this is reverse order. First, you have the strongholds, then imaginations, then thought. But it starts with a thought. Let's look at that, that picture. See, it starts with a thought. Hmm, I wonder if. I think I should. And all of a sudden, it turns into an imagination. Hmm, no, that would be nice. You know, if that happened, and, you know, from watching too many murder mysteries, <laughs> if I bump off my husband, I can get the insurance policy. I just hit him over the head, throw him over the side of the boat, act like I don't know what happened. And then all of a sudden it becomes a stronghold and all of a sudden you're just in confusion. You just don't know what am I going to do. I'm, I, I just can't get rid of this thought, this imagination. And the devil will bring you down. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Amen? Yes. Amen. Let's, amen. amen. <laughs> Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you that you have made us victorious over the devil, over this world, over the situations that we're facing, that we need to keep our mind stayed on you and we'll have perfect peace. Father, let it not go awry. Let it not go to the left or to the right, but let us follow after you and the things that you've called us to do so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, that we may have fellowship with you all the days of our lives. So Father, I just thank you that as we come before you today, we ask you that the blood of Jesus cleanses our minds from every evil work in the name of Jesus. Just receive it in your mind. Just let your mind be renewed by the Lord. Father, I just thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from dead works. Right now, in Jesus' name, we want our minds refreshed, clean and clear to do your will, to follow after you all the days of our life, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to announce, if you need prayer at the end of the service, you can come by and my wife and, and Charlie will pray with you. Um, we have some guests here today because we're so, they're, they wanted to celebrate Jerry's birthday. And so we usually don't make a big announcement during church because... If we started doing it for one person, we have to do it forever. And we used to do that. And then we would sometimes forget somebody and they would get offended or we didn't do big enough for someone else. And they said, well, how come they got a bigger, you know, reception? And, and so we just said, you know what, we're not going to do it. But it's funny, Letitia was telling me, and they, they left to go collect things, uh, that Letitia was telling me that Jerry never had a birthday party when he was a kid. Never. So all the years that they've been married, every year she has a birthday party for him. So she was trying to figure out, where could I go to have a birthday party? And so she went, hmm, <laughs> I'll go to church <laughs> and have it at church. So they have paid for and supplied us with a wonderful spread of delicacies and food. And so we're going to go fellowship and celebrate his birthday. And, uh, and anyone is able to do that if they want to do that, if they want to you know, call me up early and make arrangements and we'll gladly party with you. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
So as we get ready to dismiss, let me lead you in the, the blessing of Moses. says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you rest all the days of your life. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you at the party.